Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and the IG, as the young ones like to say. And, of course, listen to us on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. And, boy, we are fired up, as so many of you probably are, because the NFL season is finally upon us. Training camps are finishing up. No more preseason games. It's time to get down to business. And we are very, very excited to talk NFL and to talk with one of our uh, great friends and partners, uh, Jared Barton out there in Pittsburgh, doing the Pittsburgh sports thing. Uh, Jared, how the heck are you? I'm doing well, guys. It's good to join you again. Uh, We talked right at the beginning of baseball season, which felt like wasn't too long ago, but really it's been a while. So it's good to catch up with you guys and, uh, I'm sure any predictions that I gave you during the uh, the baseball preview were probably completely wrong at this point. Although I will say, <laughs> I do remember really, really roasting the Pirates. And oh, yeah. are by far one of the worst teams in the league. So I think I got that one right. <laughs> yes, I would agree for sure. And Mike, of course, I forgot to include you in here. How the heck are you, big guy? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, letting me join uh, my own show. I appreciate that, Dave. <laughs> uh, no, I jacked up out of my mind for football for sure. Been watching, you know, as much uh, preseason as I can handle. Of course, my Giants aren't aimed for uh, the Super Bowl exactly quite yet, but uh, looking for progress there. Uh, we'll talk about the NFC in another podcast. But Jared, we got you on because of your expertise in the AFC and especially the AFC North. Uh, since you're in Pittsburgh. Uh, Give us just, you know, a few minutes on the status of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially the quarterback position with the retirement of Roethlisberger and the tragedy uh, with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, it's opened up some opportunities uh, for some other people. And uh, so we're just interested in your perspective, where the Steelers are right now and what their season's going to look like. Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, thanks, guys, for having me on. Um, you know, it, it was a weird offseason. And, and Mike, you, you mentioned it about uh, the, the passing of Dwayne Haskins uh, really got the ball rolling uh, in a, uh, probably not the way that the Steelers were expecting it to be. Now, was there a chance that Dwayne wasn't even going to make this team at the end of camp? Yeah, I think there was, uh, especially depending on what uh, who was going to get selected in the draft and who they were going to potentially bring in in free agency. And, and you saw that play out. Uh, but it sort of cleared a roster spot earlier than they expected, uh, which was a very sad and tragic situation. Um, and obviously it affected the teammates. It affected his teammates uh, who were on the team. Sure. Of course, at that point, Mitch Trubisky was, was signed. Um, so he was uh, actually leading the, the uh, what do you want to call it, off-season workouts, independent off-season workouts down in Florida. And that's why he was there. Uh, so just really a, a terrible way to get the off-season rolling. But uh, for this city, of course, everybody's on the, the Kenny Pickett bandwagon um, coming out of the University of Pittsburgh, uh, being taken 20th overall in the draft. Um, a lot of people love that selection. Me personally, I didn't think that it was the right choice. And I think that's probably a, a what do you want to call it? A, maybe not a, a unpopular take, but it's definitely not the one that you're going to hear, especially after the way that he's performed uh, so far in, in the preseason. And uh, now that camp's over and, and all the preseason games are over, a lot of people are clamoring for him to, to get that starting role. The Steelers still haven't announced who is going to be the starter yet officially. But uh, for all signs for me, 
personally are pointing that it will be Trubisky who will be playing in week one uh, for sure. And Pickett will he'll, he'll have a little bit of sitting to do, but if Trubisky would happen to struggle or if somebody would get hurt, then you know for sure he's going to be the first guy that they're calling off the bench. But, uh, you know, Pickett, I, I like Pickett. I, Kenny Pickett's a good guy. Uh, I liked him at the University of Pittsburgh, obviously, last year, uh, having his most successful season out of the, I think, five or six years that he was in college, um, taking Pitt all the way to an ACC Coastal title, uh, as well as winning the ACC championship. Um, and it, he probably would have ended up w- w- uh, coming up with a victory in that bowl game against Michigan State as well, but he decided to sit out uh, due to you oh. know, keeping yourself healthy, uh, which was fine. I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> At the end of the day, bowl games – uh, and, and Dave, you know, you worked in the university realms. The bowl games are important for the school yeah. in terms of financials. But at the end of the day, if you're a player that's moving on to the NFL, you have no business playing in that game unless it's the national championship, really. Uh, because at the end, you're only going to get hurt. So I- I'm okay with that. Uh, a lot of people weren't, and, and that caused some some controversy. But that seemed to have all blew over after he was selected 20th overall. And he's been pretty much the model citizen to start this season, which is great. But the thing is, so is Mitch Trubisky. He, he's come in. He's worked his way into the community. You know, he's been involved with a lot of things in terms of, uh, you know, community events that the Steelers have been a part of, uh, which is great to see. And it, it looks like he genuinely wants to be a good teammate for everybody, as has Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. Uh, Mason Rudolph, a, a guy that a lot of people completely wrote off uh, before yep. the season even began, you know, everybody was calling for him to be either released, which would have happened today if it was going to happen, but that didn't uh, go through. And then, uh, you know, a, a lot of people were saying, well, you could trade him. Well, you could, but the problem is, and, and I think uh, you know, we'll get into this, the offensive line for the Steelers, even with additions in the offseason, still looks pretty much as lukewarm as it did last year. And if that's going to be the case, there are going to be injuries and there's going to be problems. And you probably need as many insurance policies as possible at the quarterback position, because as you two know, that is the most important position on the field. And if you don't have a quarterback, your team's probably not going anywhere. So uh, there's so a let's, lot. Let's stop right there for a second, yeah. Jared, because that's interesting to me to have all three of them in the quarterback group together. Um, all, you know, Rudolph is the veteran of the team and, you know, Trubisky's got, obviously experience in the league, Pickett's the rookie. Uh, can they survive uh, a three-man um, battle royal, if you will, for playing time? And, you know, as uh, interesting as Rudolph's history has been in the league, he is a very uh, valuable uh, backup. I know my Giants have talked about trading for him just because Tyra Taylor got hurt, who's backing up Daniel Jones. Um, right. Uh, so it's just interesting. Can all three of them, survive in your opinion uh, well and, and flourish yeah yeah no I, I totally get that um i would say a trade isn't off the table you know if we move into this season and there's a desperate need for a team to have a quarterback and the price is right mason rudolph will be dealt i mean that that could happen the price wasn't right at the time you know over the <laughs> last few days there have been teams inquiring like you said, the Giants most likely inquired. I'm sure the Panthers inquired because they lost two of their uh, three quarterbacks. Luckily, they brought Baker Mayfield in, speaking of you know, former <laughs> AFC North quarterbacks. 
Luckily, he was brought in because they wouldn't have anybody right now if he wasn't. Um, so the the need for a quarterback on a team could very well pop up um, as the season rolls on. So I wouldn't leave it out of the question, especially if Trubisky and uh, Pickett can handle what's going on in front of them. Uh, I wouldn't leave it out of the question that that Rudolph could be dealt at some point. Um, but I think he is. It's very clear that he's the number three in this situation right now. If if Trubisky, who I think is going to be the number one, goes out, Pickett will be the first quarterback in, um, and that's going to be I think tough for Mason Rudolph because guess what? The Steelers never have three active quarterbacks in a game. They'll always deactivate one if they have. Right. There's there's a lot of seasons where they roll in with just two quarterbacks on the roster and that's it. Um, so to see that's probably going to be disheartening for him and it may get frustrating, especially if the team's struggling, which it could, it could happen, but I'll say this a lot of, and this is sort of off topic, but a lot of people have written this team off as the last team in the AFC North. And I, I'm sorry with the talent on the defensive side, especially some of the the moves that they made in the off season I don't know if that's going to really be the case, especially if Deshaun Watson is going to miss the extended time that he does. And and now what it's 11 11 games. games. So uh, as I mean, that could really derail the Brown season, you know, missing most of the season or half of the season before Deshaun Watson even steps under center uh, could be an issue, uh, which could give the, the Steelers a little bit of leverage. And you know how it is very, very competitive games against the Ravens every time they play. Um, that's that seems to be one of the, the biggest battles of the season, whether it's home or away. So uh, don't I wouldn't say write the Steelers off, um, but this is definitely the most unknown. I think that the Steelers have been in a long time, probably close to 20 years uh, of really not knowing exactly what to expect. So yeah. it, it's it'll be, be interesting. It'll be fun to see full Mike Tomlin coaching mode, crazy eyes, the whole thing. Uh, sayings that don't mean anything really, but Tomlinism. because he's saying it, I'm ready to Tomlinism. run through a brick wall. Yeah, yeah but uh, what you got, Dave? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting, Jared, and I, I, I'm totally with you. I'm looking at the numbers from last year and Cincinnati with 10 wins, Pittsburgh with nine and Cleveland and Baltimore with eight. Those four teams are going to fight it out. I I completely agree. The Deshaun Watson thing is going to derail Cleveland and that gives Pittsburgh every opportunity uh, to lean on their defense, which uh, look, they've been doing that forever. um, And they do have a lot of talent there. Uh, And so I think that the Steelers have a chance to definitely be ahead of the Browns. The challenge is the other two teams in the league right. or in the division. And if Baltimore's healthy, I mean, they were eight, and nine with all of their running backs getting hurt. If they're healthy, they are one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, no two ways about it. And um, that makes it very difficult. I think for Pittsburgh to kind of get beyond that third spot. And then of course you have the defending AFC champion uh, Bengals there. They've uh, worked on improving their offensive line. Uh, so I, this is going to be a very competitive division. I, there's no, I mean, it always seems to be, uh, but I think, you know, m- maybe more than ever this year, it's really going to be competitive. Yeah. And I'll say this uh, Baltimore on top of having a very uh, prolific offense which they, they were going to have no matter what with Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and uh, when J.K. Dobbins is back. So, you, you know, you would hope that he's going to be back to full health. 
um, their defense is is going to be even tougher this year to stop as well because they they had a great draft. They had a lot of picks. I think they had like I want to say it was like four or five fourth round picks, and they really went to town and added to that defense and and really shored up some of the uh, depth uh, spots on their offense as well. They added a, a, at least one backup tight end and might have been a second in the same round. Um, so between that uh, stud safety out of Notre Dame that they drafted, yep. uh, who is probably going to be one of the turn into one of the best uh, secondary players in the league, uh, between him there and then Patrick Queen, who I think will continue to step up as a, as a linebacker for that team, uh, they're going to be in pretty good hands defensively, and they're going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough opponent, as it always is, though. Yeah. I and mean, that's the yeah. thing. Right. Those when when the Steelers and the Ravens meet up, it's it's a battle, as I mentioned. Uh, and then in terms of Cincinnati, you just got to hope that there's no hangover for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and health for players is going to obviously be play a factor in in all of this. Uh, but Cincinnati, it on paper looks like they have the best shot to win the division again for sure. Yeah. But you just never know. Uh, their defense can be suspect at times, and and that's the, that's probably where uh, if they're going to have a struggle, it's it's going to be in on the defensive side of the ball. I don't see that offense having any issues. Joe Mixon really came out of his shell last year uh, when when the team needed him to. And then you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, who, in my opinion, are probably one of the best one-two punches in the league right now on the mm-hmm. same team. So, and then you you mix that in with Joe Burrow, who is a phenomenal talent in just a couple of years into the league. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how how this uh, AFC North pans out. Um, and you just know it's it's going to be tough battles every time you're in the division. I'm afraid, gentlemen, we're not uh, taking the Browns as seriously as we should. I mean, this team with Brissett, a quarterback, actually is the team that Stefanski wanted, you know, with Baker Mayfield. Mayfield's problem was took too many chances and didn't have the ability to take the chances when he did take them, uh, taking the wrong chances, I guess. Brissett's not going to do that. You're going to see an incredible defense by, you know, the Browns, uh, you know, Miles Garrett all, all the way through. Uh, a great offensive line, running backs, Chubb and Hunt, you know, and Joku at, at tight end. You know, they got rid of all, you know, Landry and Odell and those guys on the outside. They don't need them because they don't want, them. you know, they're, they're not looking to take that deep shot they're going to play ball control and you know solid defense and run the ball uh and i know in this day and age that sounds like uh rock fights from you know 50 years ago but uh i I just don't want to give them short shrift i think that they've made a calculated decision uh knowing deshaun they probably thought deshaun was going to be gone all year uh the way they certainly structured the contract they, they thought that so uh, I think this is the team they wanted. Uh, and any team that has that belief is dangerous. That's just my two cents on, on the Cleveland Browns. Not, I'm not a big fan of that organization, so it pains me to say that a lot. But, yes, as we know. Uh, all right. Well, let's, go, let's go somewhere else. Speaking of not a big fan of organizations, uh, let's go to the AFC East, Dave, and your Buffalo Bills. Actually, I like the Bills organization. Yeah, there's their, um, their fans I usually can't stand. Yeah, well, you know, I am one of them. So, anyways, um, yes, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, this is, you know, <coughs> again, was another division that was very competitive. Buffalo with 11 wins, New England with 10, and Miami with nine. Uh, and last year, and the Jets, uh, 
pulling up the bottom there with four. Uh, but the Jets, I think, are going to be better. You know, they drafted that Jeremiah Johnson out of Florida State. Uh, he's going to be tremendous. Uh, you know, I think the questions for them, like a lot of these teams, is the quarterback, right? And what are they doing? You got um, our good friend there out with people's moms and everything else. And yes, Zach Wilson and, you know, and he's hurt. And so what the heck is going on? You know, I guess it's on some levels, it's kind of typical Jets there uh, for many of the Jets fans out there. Steve Gross, you know what I'm talking about um, (laughs) as far as that goes. But, I, you know, so there's the Jets. And then you look at uh, a team like Miami. Um, Boy, I... Mike and I just kind of shake our heads about Miami. I mean, nine and eight, uh, they change coaches. You know, they bring McDaniel in. Uh, he makes ludicrous statements like Tua Tagovailoa has th- throws the best ball he's ever seen. And, you know, I'm thinking this guy needs glasses because no way, <laughs> um, you know, but they got a big weapon in Tyreek Hill from Kansas City. Uh, you know, Miami is they're there, but uh, if you're going to hang your hat on Tua, Um, and you know, he's a, he's a talented guy. He's a smart guy. Um, he just, you know, I had said to Mike, when, when they got Tyreek Hill, who's going to throw him the ball. Yeah. Cause Tua just doesn't, he doesn't have the arm for it. You know, he's going to be a a 10 yard cross over the middle and hope Tyreek Hill can outrun the coverage. Which he's done in the past. I mean, Tyreek Hill is more than capable. I think he's still at the top of his game. Uh, and that's going to add a, a big element to their offense, especially with the uh, backfield with Waddle back there as well. I think a lot of people forgot about him last year just because the Dolphins sort of, uh, you know, they tried to be contenders and then they ended up falling apart. So it didn't right. really work for them. But he, him coming out of the backfield and, and hopefully, you know, with the addition of Tyreek Hill, he still have Mike Gesicki at tight end. That offense still has weapons. Uh, where I worry is that defensively, I don't think Miami's really – where they should be uh, in terms of making a a push to really take down anybody at the top of the AFC East. So is this it for Tua? Is is this a make or break it year um, or is Miami committed for at least another contract? That's tough. A lot lot of crickets on the podcast. Yeah. You know, they they went and got Tyreek Hill. So, uh, you know, you have to think, well, at least Ty- Tyreek Hill is going to be there. Uh, I would, I don't get the feeling that Miami is like all in. I mean, they made some moves uh, to get better and, you know, they look, they won nine games. Uh, if Tyreek Hill gets them two more wins, you know, they're very likely in the playoffs. Uh, if but are they, can... they all in on Tua? Is this, I mean, yeah. Is this... Well, and that's kind of getting around. A... Yeah. Boy, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just not convinced that they are. Jared, I probably I, I would say they're going to act like they are this year for sure. Of course, but things uh, if if they fall apart uh, like they did again, a tail end of the the season, they were still in the hunt, but they just couldn't make things happen. Uh, so, I, I, you would think probably next year if the, if the draft position would allow them, they're probably going to go and try to find a quarterback. And let me tell you, from what I hear, the the draft class next spring is supposed to have much better talented yes. quarterback than, than we've seen in the last couple of years. Yep. So that, that could very well play a, a factor as to whether or not the Dolphins uh, decide to go and try to look elsewhere. It all depends on, not only that, how about Jimmy Garoppolo? 
You know, that's another guy who is guaranteed not going to be with San Francisco next year. Oh no, no, Jared. Today they said he's they they've got him. He they're keeping him. Oh uh, yeah, right. They're for keeping year. him for this yeah. year. Oh, but oh, you're talking about next year. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So moving forward, you know, Garoppolo is going to want a starting job somewhere. Yep. You know, does Miami entice him with the potential of playing with Tyreek Hill and the weapons that are there offensively? Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Uh, Garoppolo will be there this year, guaranteed. But after that, I don't see him, you know, unless Trey Lance would somehow fall apart completely. Yeah. Uh, I, Garoppolo is going to be on the move and Miami could be a destination for him. Oh, I totally agree. I, you know, that, again, I think Miami's kind of right there, um, you know, just needing a few more things. Yeah. If Garoppolo's there, I think Miami is an excellent fit for him. Uh, and probably the commitment to Tua, if I had to guess, is probably one of the only reasons why they didn't make a serious push right. for Garoppolo this year. Most likely. That and the price. I saw Yeah. The, the price was a little much. Yes. I got happened to catch some, a Chiefs preseason game, and they had a player in the number 10 uniform that was returning kicks, and it totally freaked me out. For him. I'm like, wait, is this an old game? Am I watching, you know? ESPN Classic all of a sudden, but no, it's just a different name on the back. Very strange. Dave, what about the evil empire here? Patriots, always a contender. I mean, not only contender, winners of that (laughs) division. Bills took it last year. What's your uh, stress level? What's your sphincter tightening level? for Buffalo Bills. Well, as, as, yeah, I mean, with the Patriots, I, you know, I'm not terribly concerned about the Patriots. Um, and I think, you know, this goes kind of across the board, but for me, look, Josh McDaniels is finally gone again. Uh, you know, <laughs> Belichick has been, you know, tight-lipped as always about what he's doing with the offense. Yet You have to believe you're going to be, you know, a ground and pound kind of thing. And, you know, let Mac Jones, you know, chuck it deep here and there. Um, you know, they were able to run the ball, obviously against Buffalo, you know, they're able to run the ball. You know, if that, if that piece can't happen, I'm not convinced that new England is going to be in contention. Uh, I just, they just don't have weapons. Uh, Mac Jones is a nice quarterback. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but if he doesn't have weapons back there and they can't run the ball, they're not going to be successful. And so I, name so, me three wide receivers, Dave, for Patriots. Uh, a, it up. a, B and C. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I, li- I literally cannot think the, of the, in the game. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I can even, especially since they got rid of Nikhil Harry. I, I don't think that I can even name a receiver on the roster right now. <laughs> but I will tell you this: uh, their run game is what is going to, I think, lead yeah. them. Like you mentioned, Dave sure. and Stevenson and, and Harris are uh, two really good guys to have in the backfield. And I'm sure you saw, you remember that game where the the snow is blowing everywhere. Or was, or was it, it was raining in Buffalo? Yeah. Oh, I was there. there. Right. It was windy as, as can be. And, yeah. and that was just a, a slugfest old time football uh, there, which was just a, a, a crazy scene to watch on television. I'm sure it was even worse in person. Oh my gosh. It, it was very so interesting uh, and frustrating because the Buffalo had many, many chances to, to pull that game out. So, yeah. you know, as far as that, you know, I guess I'm kind sorry. Of can an, I just stop? Yes, and say you absolutely can. Cause there's people yes. oh, yeah, please. screaming at their radios. Or <laughs> Uh, Devonte Parker, 
number one. Okay. All right. Oh, from the Dolphins. Okay. Jacoby Meyer's been around a year and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Half. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Not exactly inspiring, you know, uh, fear in the hearts of defensive backs, but they do have uh, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith at tight end. Which is yeah, and Devontae Parker is a good receiver. I, I kind of felt sure. like... Sure, is he a one, though? Is he a one? Well, no, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you have the two big tight ends, uh, you can play off of that yeah. a little bit. Oh, sure. Um, be so, you know, sure. I, had, I had forgotten about Devontae Parker. You know, I think he was underutilized in Miami. Might be a little bit better with Mac Jones there, a quarterback, but um, I still sure. think they're going to struggle a bit. And I had Jacoby Myers last year in a fantasy football league, and and he did all right at times, uh, at least for me. Um, So I I think that that's a name that will probably emerge, especially uh, now that they're really looking for that number one. Um, I totally forgot that he was still there. So that's that's uh, between him and Parker. I mean, those are going to be your your best threats, I would think. You never count out a Belichick offense, though, because there will always be somebody that nobody knows about right. and he'll end up making a superstar. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Dave, do you want to give us uh, just a couple of minutes on your bills? I know we're going to probably do a full position by position yeah. breakdown at some point. But, yeah, you know, uh, uh, it, look, I am I am a huge Bills fan. We know this. We talk about them every week during the season. I, I find – very little fault with them as a team. And uh, they, they are, I think the clear cut favorite to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Um, everything is there for the taking for them. Uh, they added depth in the secondary. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, extra wide receivers, extra running backs. Uh, we got uh, Matt Barkley is back. Now he's not the greatest backup, but he was on the team before. Uh, oh, and he can punt too. If you didn't catch that the yeah. other day, um, you know, and they added Von Miller, uh, you know, we have to see with Von Miller, right? He, he tends to get injured. Uh, is he going to play every down? I would doubt it. Uh, but he's, you know, he's made an impact with the team and the culture uh, and just the things he's, shown his work ethic and how he uh, goes about his business and how he is uh, with teammates. Uh, many a bill have commented on, on his impact there. Um, look, Sean McDermott, you know, we can criticize the decision, you know, to kick the ball deep to Tyreek Hill uh, in the playoff game. But for the most part, uh, Sean McDermott has made good in-game decisions. Uh, I think as a Bills fan, I'm confident there. Uh, the defense is as advertised. I mean, they're, they're just tremendous. They were number one in the league last year. Uh, the only, I mean, small concern, and I've, I've said this to Mike off the air, that Bill's first six games are very challenging. And we find out today that uh, Trey White was put on the pup list. And so he's out for the first four games. Uh, and then it's probably going to take him a couple, you know, a couple weeks to get into shape. Uh, that's going to be challenging because those first six games are very, very difficult. Uh, that's kind of the only thing really that I see as so far as a challenge the punter position. And of course the punter position. Now I read today <laughs> that, you know, we're waiting, the bills are waiting, you know, today with the cuts and the free agents and seed, I know they haven't uh, uh, reached out oh, sure. to, I think is the guy's last name, Kirk, the, the punter out there in Las Vegas. Um, 
you know, so we just we need to see where that will be lands. plenty of good likes on the market. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's what they're they're gambling at. We are not expecting Matt Barkley to punt and serve as the backup quarterback. Uh, <laughs> but I just, you know, they're just that talented. They've got everything in front of them. You know, it's just going to be, you know, knock on wood. Does everybody stay healthy? You know, you're going to have injuries during the year. Uh, but Josh Allen is the key to all of it. And he is without a doubt, one of the best players in the league. Uh, he just continues to prove himself. You look at his playoff performances, uh, literally numbers that no one has ever seen before. Uh, again, I just think the bills are, are, are the clear cut favorite. The Bengals are really good too, but the Bengals don't have the defense that the bills have. And I think that's the big difference right there. Yeah, I would okay. totally agree with that. Excellent. I think you're in for it. A ride of a lifetime, buddy. Uh, Let's hope so. Up. I gotta, I gotta find Carter a game. The kids around yep. the TV. Yep. Well, I gotta find a game to take the kids to. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, AFC South. I mean, these four teams uh, are very hard for me to just uh, just get an idea of what their general plan is. You know, the Texans, Colts, Jags, and Titans. I mean, the Jags are in total rebuild. We know that. So I guess I know that. Uh, but the Titans make some moves and don't make moves in other areas. Uh, you know, get rid of the wide receiver Brown uh, in, in a money-saving move, and that's okay, I guess. But are you a contender or not? Uh, Colts, you know, the Russian roulette at quarterback over the last few years since Andrew Luck left him high and dry, really. Uh, and then the Texans, you know, getting rid of Deshaun Watson. Uh, and kind of just moving on as an organization. Uh, a lot of good young talent. Uh, David, poor Davis Mills last year got his, his butt kicked, and he's probably in for a little bit more of that this year um, for the Texans. But I, I guess you have to say by default because of uh, Henry, the running back for the Titans, the Titans are going to be the AFC South uh, you know, perennial contenders until – uh, someone can knock them off. I love the Colts defense. Um, I don't know what Matt Ryan has left uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, they're going to, again, ball control with Taylor. They're a great offensive line, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with them if they are still pretenders. I, I, it, this feels like more of the same to me with the Colts. Uh, and then the you know the Texans and the Jaguars are, are rebuilding, so not much of a division here. You guys, anyone have a, any thoughts on the AFC South? I mean, I would think that the Colts will, uh, if not uh, finish the same way that they did last year, maybe finish a little bit better. I think they'd be a little bit better off with Matt Ryan. Um, Wentz yes. is just a, a brutal uh, experiment there. Uh, yeah. On top of that, I think Jonathan Taylor takes another step forward in what's already been a remarkable uh, couple of seasons in the league. So uh, I, I really like him. Uh, and I, I think he'll probably end up being the best running back in the league this year. Um, but he's got to contend with Derrick Henry, who uh, comes to play every day for Tennessee. So, um, you know, Tennessee, that's another team where you kind of wonder, you know, can, could they make a run in the playoffs? Uh, it, it's tough. It's tough. You know, if, if the circumstances are, are right, uh, you know, Tannehill could be all right for you and, and Henry, as long as he stays healthy, because, of course, he had his health problems last year and missed most of the season. Um, so I would say it's going to be between those two teams 
in terms of who's coming out going to the playoffs are going to have a chance to go to the playoffs. Uh, but I think Indianapolis is a little bit more of a, a contender this year than they were last year. Not by much, but um, they okay. probably have a little bit more solid footing. Yeah, I think if you look gonna... at if you look at the Colts at nine and eight last year uh, and the Titans at 12 and five, a three game difference. If you're going to say that Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz, and I would agree, you know, is he one win? Is he two wins? You know, the, the Titans, you know, they lose AJ Brown uh, you know, what's going on with Tannehill, you know, he performed so horribly in the, in the playoffs. And so now you're down to a two game, one game, I, you know, that division very well could swing, uh, to either one of those teams. I think they're both very, very close. Um, and then you look at the bottom two new coaches, uh, Lovey Smith, I think was kind of a huge surprise for the Texans. Yeah. Uh, he does have a track record of some success. Um, and then Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. So they have some veteran coaches there uh, on the kind of bottom tier of the team. So you may see some improvements there, uh, you know, discipline and some of those things that were probably definitely lacking uh, Jacksonville discipline, <laughs> urban Meyer, that's all hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I would think those teams are going to be a little more solid, but uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis clearly, clearly at the top. One player that, you know, we didn't see last year was Travis Etienne with the Jaguars. Oh, you know, right. Does he become, does he become a, a big factor for them? And if he can return to his college playing style and, and, and be as competitive as he was at Clemson, then maybe you give Jacksonville a little bit more juice when it comes uh, throughout the season. But other than that, I mean, I think they overpaid for Christian Kirk yeah. uh, at, at wide receiver. You know, Christian Kirk's now one of the highest paid receivers in the league, which probably wasn't a, a good idea. Uh, on top of that, their defense is still pretty suspect. So uh, I have a hard time seeing them really taking a big step forward, but we'll see. The only other storyline I'm going to keep an eye on in this division is my boy Malik Willis from Liberty. Oh, uh, yes. Making making noise at quarterback for Tennessee. And, you, you know, if Tannehill struggles, you could see some of the veterans, you know, they, they seem to love this kid. Uh, all reports out of camp that uh, – you don't want to divide the locker room, start a quarterback quarterback controversy and a playoff contender. But uh, if Tannehill continues to decline, uh, you'll definitely see that. And, that. and that's I think it will the team in the future. Um, I just don't think it probably shouldn't be right now uh, for everyone's sake. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. But if, if you look Love at um, yeah, he, he's a tremendous talent and you look at all the things we talked about with Tennessee. I mean, it's kind of a perfect scenario for a young quarterback to come into. They got a good offensive line, the best running back in the game, a good defense. Uh, you know, he could make some plays with his Better legs. Coach. We know yeah. that. And a good coach. Uh, yeah. Geez. Did we just advocate for Malik Willis to be the starter in Tennessee? Yep. See what happens. <laughs> just did. Never know. Poor Ryan Tannehill can't get any love from anybody. Yeah. And then, uh, Dave, you want to run us through the AFC West here and do yeah, the yeah. quarterbacks here? Yeah. Oh my goodness. The, the quarterback play well in the quarterbacks, it just there's tremendous talent uh, in these four teams. Uh, let's start with the Broncos. As we all know, uh, they went out and got Russell Wilson uh, from the Seahawks. And, you know, this is really the first big time quarterback uh, that the Broncos have had uh, really since John Elway uh, and, you know, John Elway, obviously, Hey, hey. Uh, okay. 
Peyton Manning was an old man when he won his neck. Yeah. 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 yeah he, I mean, he definitely that's was fair. obviously, you know, he wasn't. Yeah. But yeah. Um, okay. as far as that goes uh, and our good friend, our good Syracuse friend, Nathaniel Hackett, Syracuse and Buffalo bills uh, gets his crack at, at a head coaching position in Denver. Uh, he's an offensive guru. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does with Russell Wilson. I think that's going to make an impact there. Um, but I still think Denver despite all of those things, probably still uh, a little bit, you know, behind some of the other teams, uh, the chargers, my gosh, when are they going to step forward? Um, might be this year, Dave, we'll you know, see. might be this year, you know, they've got, they, they got Mac, you know, on defense and he's just, he's just tremendous. I mean, you know, their defense, you know, you already have Bosa out there um, and that's going to be a big, a big to do. And, um, oh my gosh, why is the quarterback's name escaping me? Justin Herbert. Yes. Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah. he, you know, he had some struggles last year for sure. Uh, but he is so talented and he had some amazing games. And so, uh, you know, here you are, you're talking about these two teams, um, here and, and you've got, don't two, forget you know, the most underrated running back in the league, Austin Eckler. Yes. And Austin, I sure. when he's healthy, um, it is, is definitely right up there. And so you look at those two teams, uh, Denver was seven and 10. The chargers were nine and eight. I mean, Denver was seven and 10. I, it seems crazy that they won seven games. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, you have to figure Russell Wilson's good for one or two more wins, Uh, you know, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that puts them right in the playoff hunt and the chargers were nine and eight. I mean, they're going to be right there. Uh, you know, those two teams, you know, and then you get to, you know, really you look at uh, all the moves that the Las Vegas Raiders made, uh, you know, Josh McDaniels comes over to coach and now you've got Carr, and they team them up with, they get Devonte Adams from green Bay and their college teammates. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when the Raiders, you know, 10 and seven got into the playoffs last year, uh, you're really going to be curious to see, do they take that next step? Um, I'm still a little bit concerned, uh, I would say, about their defense. And I don't know, Jared, you're kind of nodding. What do you think? Well, I, and their defense has some players. I mean, that uh, Crosby uh, guy on, on the edge is uh, one of the best in the game. Um, but I, I, in general, I just don't know. You know, you can bring talent to a team. We've seen other teams in the past do this. And I'm not saying that, that Vegas went off the deep end. Uh, like Philadelphia did back in what was that 2011 when they brought in uh, you know Vince Young and all sorts of uh, different yeah. pieces and we're like oh this is Super Bowl champions right here and then it ended up amounting to nothing. Um, getting Devonte Adams is huge, especially because you know they were probably hoping that Henry Ruggs was going to be uh, their number one guy in oh, Vegas yeah. until of course that tragic accident um, that ha- should have him in jail for life. Um, you know no excuse for what he did there obviously. Um, but anyway, uh, Derek Carr is still solid. Uh, you have Adams and you still have some other weapons, uh, in secondary receivers for, for that team. So offensively, I think they'll be all right. Uh, and as long as the defense can stay healthy and, and, and hold up, um, they're going to be in the playoff hunt as well. Uh, but uh, me personally, I really think that, uh, we haven't even talked about Kansas city yet, Yeah. but I, I think that, uh, if there's a chance for the chargers to take the division crown, it's this year. 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to work with some new weapons offensively. He still has guys that are there like Kelsey and, um, you know, his backfield is pretty much the same. So uh, he doesn't have to really worry about changes there, but, you know, he has some new receivers who are going to be talented. I mean, they're, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think the chief's defense is going to take a step back. And because of that, this could lead to a, a really big opportunity for Justin Herbert and the chargers to uh, take control and maybe, uh, squeak out a, a division title uh, this year, which would be kind of interesting because I'd, I'd like to see what they would do on a, on a playoff run. I'm kind of tired of seeing the Chiefs, even though it was nice seeing them win and not the right. Patriots, um, yes. you know, almost every year. So, uh, and that's no knock on Mahomes. He's still a, a fun player to watch. Uh, but I, me personally, if I'm going to pick a team coming out of that, what is a juggernaut of a, of a division right now, I'm probably leaning to uh, Los Angeles. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Denver, I mean, Denver, they could be good, but again, they're losing pieces on defense. Not only that, um, you know, they, they traded Noah Fant in the deal to get Russell Wilson and Noah Fant was a, a great tight end for them. Yep. And on top of that, they lose, I don't know if they lost a tight end or a wide receiver to a season ending injury already. Um, Tim Patrick, you know, so he he's out and he was probably going to be he's one out. of Wilson's biggest threats, uh, his biggest uh, targets. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's still talent on that Denver team, and I'm sure they'll be in the hunt, but we'll see. All right. Time for me to put you guys on the spot. AFC championship game. Who's the home team? Who are they facing to go to the Super Bowl? I'll start. I'd like to think a little bit. Uh, I think you got to go chalk with the Buffalo Bills. I think their heads and, and tails above everyone in their division and that they're, you know, in the conference, they're the cream of the crop as well. And uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take um, the Tennessee Titans after I think I probably poo-pooed them quite a bit a few minutes ago. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that a Willis-led uh, Titans or is that yes, a, uh, a Malik Willis-led Titans <laughs> on the road? They'll lose to the Bills, but. Uh, be an interesting game. All right, Dave. Well, I mean, I said it. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said it earlier. Yep. I, it's it's a you know it's a home game and oh geez, I can't think of they renamed the freaking stadium Highmark. again. Um, Highmark. Highmark. Oh yes, Highmark. Yeah. Um, and you know the Bills at home. Uh, back and forth. You know, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I I I just think wow. I just think they're just so talented. Um, you know, it, it's going to mean that they're going to have to come out of that division at least, well, at least as a wild card. Um, I just feel like they're, they're so talented and Lamar Jackson, you know, still very good. You know, Mike beats him up every week uh, and we criticize every throw that he makes and every run that he doesn't make and all that kind of stuff and goes for it on fourth down, reaches the ball out and fumbles, you know, on the two yard line trying to win games. But I think the Ravens are going to have a really good bounce back year. So I'm going to take bills and Ravens in an AFC title game with the bills advancing to the Super Bowl for the first time since the mid nineties, Jared. I like that. Um, and uh, I'm still, I'm going to have to roll with bills at home uh, for sure. I, I just, I, I don't see how that's going to be any different unless there was some major upset early on in the playoffs. Uh, the Buffalo, I think, has the best shot to make it to, definitely to the AFC title game. 
and I would think that they would advance as well in the Super Bowl. Uh, as much as I, I talked up the Chargers, and I still think that they are uh, going to be a, a very uh, uh, force to be reckoned with out West, I'm going to pick Kansas City because I want to see that rematch, and I want to see Buffalo yeah, actually fun. take them down in what could be one of the premier games of the year. Uh, so I'm going to take I'm going to take Buffalo over Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Yeah, no shame there. Uh, and nope. as a, as a Bills fan, for sure, I would love to see Bring them. You know, do that. You think about teams that had to advance over the years, and you know, even the recency of Kansas City. You know, losing to New England and then beating them, and you know, so many uh, sequences of teams kind of having to get over that rival team um, to do it. I'm hopeful, you know, I, I, yeah, like Mike said, bring it on. I mean, I'll take Buffalo against anybody in the AFC title game. Uh, if it's the chiefs, that's fine. Uh, hey, if you want to run us through the Vegas insider numbers oh, real yes, quick, yes. we're not to do every team for the sake yep. of time, but, uh, well, let's, so let's, let's, teams. yeah, let's look at, um, the bills from Vegas insider over under for wins. They're at 11 and a half uh, tied with Tampa Bay. So, every, you know, Vegas insider says, yes, you know, Buffalo is, is right there. Uh, let's see. Uh, I had them. Can I digress for a second? I'm sorry. Sure. Thank you. I'd be surprised if you said no. Uh, the bill, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting way more love than they deserve. Am I, am I not crazy? If you saw NFL Network's top 100 players, number one was Tom Brady. I mean, 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the guy's incredible. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. the number one player in the league is Tom no. Brady. And the, the Bucks are getting the highest win total along with the Bills. I don't get it. I just don't, I don't either, Mike. It. I agree with you there. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. You. So Sorry, we, 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 we digress. Now we regress or regroup regress. or whatever. <laughs> We're um, everyone here is very gress. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I had Buffalo against Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens sit at 10 and a half. Uh, so Vegas insider says, yeah, that, uh, you know, they're going to bounce back a little bit. Uh, Jared, you had uh, Buffalo against the chiefs. The chiefs are at 10 and a half as well. Um, wow. And let's see, we're looking for the Tennessee Titans at nine and a half, uh, way Four. down, way, you know, way down, I say way down one win difference. Uh, lots that of teams in there though. Yep. Um, yeah. if you look at, um, that AFC West, Kansas city at 10 and a half, the chargers at 10 and a half, uh, where are we here? The Raiders eight and a half. And, and here's the here's the surprise one. They have Denver at ten and a half. So, so three teams at ten and a half. So they have Denver at ten and a half. The Chiefs at ten and a half. The Chargers yeah. at ten and a half. And then yeah, and then I just don't see how that's going to happen. You know, because both all those teams have to play each other twice. Yeah, yeah. So what? Everybody's going to get win. Like I I, I don't know about they're going to go that's undefeated out of division. Right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know that, yeah, you know, that's not going to happen. So that's very, right. very interesting. And, and such a valid point from you, Jared, uh, there's no way that those three teams like, can do that. There's just literally not enough, whatever. I thought Jared said that, but, um, he did. <laughs> yeah, not enough, not enough wins to go around, uh, as far as that goes. So let's see, uh, the Browns at eight and a half. 
okay it's fine yeah yeah, maybe i i would probably take the under on that let's get jared to guess the steelers yeah oh guess guess where they're at um yeah over the total wins oh you want me to guess the total yeah yeah, yeah, what you think it's going to be um i i still think it's it's highly unlikely that they finish with a losing record so i'll I'll go with nine wins okay vegas insider says losing record jared well they're pushing for that seven and a half now eight nine really isn't that horrible um, as far as that goes but yeah they have the steelers uh at seven and a half and uh your houston texans tied with the atlanta falcons for the lowest over under total at four and a half uh, Jacksonville at six and a half ahead of Steve's New York jets at five and a half. So, really? um, yeah, so I guess yeah. they're expecting Kinda. maybe Travis ATN to make a big impact, which I think, like Jared said, I think he can, if he stays healthy, there is um, a lot of young talent on that roster. It's just, there is it's a matter of, uh, getting, getting them coached correctly. Number one and number right. two, taking care of business, you know, right No, you're literally starting, you know, at the bottom have you guys watched any of the hard knocks um, Detroit Lions? So this here's a team that obviously was terrible for the last couple of years. And so they're learning to win. And they did a good job of showing last year several games where the Lions were in control most of the game and then blew it at the end, yep. which is what bad teams do. Yep. Um, and then they've already had a couple of learning experiences in the preseason where they overcame that. And so they're kind of like in that, we're not ready to be a playoff team yet, but we're still going to be sneaky good, I think, for the Detroit Lions. Jacksonville's not near that yet because of Urban Meyer and the debacle that the last season was. Uh, he set them back five years. So have them ahead of – who are they ahead of? Jacksonville's ahead of the Jets. Oh, the Jets. Uh, I the think Seahawks, the Falcons, even... and the Texans. Yeah, I think that's crazy. I'm, I'm not saying they're good. But I, yeah. I, I just find that. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, Mike, that you bring up uh, the Lions because Vegas Insider has them at six and a half right next to the Jaguars. Oh, really? Interesting. Yep. They're going to do uh, the hard knocks is going to do in season with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and I think that would be, interesting. be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with that quarterback situation. And, and uh, so, Jared, give us, uh, before we get out of here, real quick. Uh, who you think the NFC contenders might be? We won't hold you to anything official. I mean, I mean, you, you can't discount the fact that uh, the Rams could easily be in the same position that they were last year. Although I will say this, Matt Stafford's health is going to pl- play a big factor into that. Oh, yeah. and we've already seen issues with that uh, in this preseason. Uh, but I would say that they're, they're probably going to be uh, stepping up and, and looking, looking good once more. Uh, the Packers are still my pick in the North. Um, although, I would say that Minnesota will probably have a little bit more success as well. Uh, other than that, uh, we talked about Detroit. They're going to probably be the same old uh, Lions, and and I don't see much coming out of Chicago no. unless Justin Fields can uh, really uh, step things up, you know, with a sort of limited amount of talent around him. Uh, yep. That's a team to probably look out and, and be uh, ready for, I would say, in the next three or four years. If they can get a you know a good uh, draft uh, picks, good draft um, uh, you know orders coming through and and, and sure. take care take care of uh, business in the off season uh, and build around fields um, in the NFC East, 
of course, everybody loves saying the Cowboys, but they love saying the Cowboys every year. Yeah. Um, you know, Philadelphia getting A.J. Brown, I think, is going to help them. And Hurts, I think, at times looked pretty good last year. I think a lot of people tried writing him off too quickly. So uh, look for, for me, look for Philly. I don't think Washington uh, is going to be where they need to be again. Uh, once you're, you're dealing with Wentz, and I just don't like him at quarterback, um, but they have weapons too, even though their one running back uh, was just involved in a, a, that robbery that had him shot. Um, so hopefully, you know, he recovers from that and can, can play at some point this year. Um, and then in the NFC South, Mike, you mentioned it. I think Tampa is one of the most overrated teams. But the thing is, like, who's contending with them in the South? Uh, yeah. Because I don't think that New Orleans is any good. I also don't think that Carolina is any good. And most likely, Atlanta is going to be pretty crappy, too. So I, by default, I think they're going to have to they're, – they're going to be the selection. Um, but – I just don't see it. I, like you said, Mike, I'm with you. I, I don't think that uh, that Brady was worth the number one uh, player of last year. And, and I think his age is probably for the first time going to show uh, in a season. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll see what goes. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked but, about the um, some of the AFC divisions and how, you know, teams can't have that many wins maybe that's why tampa is at 11 and a half because the division is so so poor that they could easily get six wins out of the division um without too much all right mike you were going to say something no that was it i was i was ready to wrap it up but you made a salient point to finish it so i appreciate that jared great job as always your expertise and uh, your professionalism are are, uh, just incredible we thank you for joining us folks here at Think Tank Sports, um, to watch us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, on the IG. Uh, we're not on the tick face or whatever, Snapchat. Tick face. It sounds like something would make, make you uh, very ill. Oh yeah, God. if you watch TikTok, you, you're definitely going to get sick. Um, <laughs> very good. Thank you. Check us out there. Check us out. Watch it for our polls. Uh, Look for Jared Burton in the Pittsburgh sports market um, and back here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen.